1: hello magical friends i'm ali michelle and i'm raquel mantra and welcome to your own magic podcast our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom
0: to help you unleash your own magic yes we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today now let the magic begin you're still gonna have
1: a human experience there's still gonna be challenges there's still gonna be problems And it's like, you can genuinely get to gratitude. You can genuinely get to the light if you walk through the dark and transform that first. I think the universe is both dark and light. And so we must embody both and we must embody that contrast and truly love all parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's, that's the transition from duality to oneness and we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs, and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why. It has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice.
0: Mm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice that seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product. So Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. So go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com, code MAGIC. Now let the magic begin well hello we are so excited to do this amazing q a it is hilarious yesterday i walk into the kitchen and i spy with my little eye ali scrolling through all the dms that she was sent and she was sent i think over 500 or something like that like hundreds i got a lot too and i was very thankful to receive so many dms and we gathered all the questions she has screenshots every single one of her questions so now you can talk about how your your photo is now or your photo app is now <laughs> yes. at its max or something oh it is at its max actually <laughs> i had to clear my space to hold all the
1: screenshots because i wanted to just swipe through them but we went through every single, single. one yeah and and it- al even spent the entire morning typing them out. Yep. I typed them all up. I'm sure that there was a more convenient strategy, but that's
0: just how I did it. <laughs> Someday we'll have a virtual assistant. Yes. Som- and we
1: have them all saved for future episodes, but obviously we can't get through every single one. So we picked out some really phenomenal ones. Yeah. I mean, these questions are so brilliant mm-hmm. and we really sat with them and th- thought about them and really listened to our hearts and like what what answers would
0: we get hopefully resonate with you? And I just want to express my gratitude to the fact that our audience is so brilliant and wise beyond their years. I'm so thankful to have so many old souls. It seems like (laughs) asking wonderful, brilliant questions that really got me thinking I really had to dive deep. And I also just watched Allie dive deep with a couple of these questions as if something of a higher source was speaking through and it was what a magical thing to witness so magical this is a very magical day
1: this is a a very
0: magical day
1: we love you guys and we're so so beyond grateful
0: and let's get started let's dive in okay all right the very first question is from emily resnick How do you maintain mindfulness or find time to meditate while living a busy lifestyle? Amazing question, Emily. And we had a lot of questions regarding Mm -hmm. mindfulness and maintaining a mindful lifestyle and having to find time to meditate if you do live a busy lifestyle.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's about being in right relationship with your spirit, with your natural source, Mm -hmm. because if you are connected and in proper alignment with that rhythm, where you are your most connected, you feel your most empowered, everything else will flow.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if you
1: don't find that stillness and do that practice, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more challenges than usual. A lot more and chaos. You're a like a chaos. chicken running
0: around with your head caught off. Yeah.
1: And you know, mm-hmm. I remember in India, we asked um, our teacher, you mm-hmm. know, how, how do you maintain mindfulness in a busy life? Because we can't stay in the Himalayas and meditate no. in a cave all the time. That's just not... And we can't bring the Himalayas to us. Yeah. And he said, the boat should be in the water, but the water should not be in the boat. And so we should be in the ocean. We should be in this daily modern life yes. with cities and and technology and yes. social media and all these things, but that shouldn't stay in our minds. Yeah. And so if you think about it, like... A really rapid rushing chaotic river versus Uh a very still pond
0: and you want your mind to be the still pond yeah especially when you have you know you're about to enter that river but just imagine being able to be that stillness surrounded by the river and you just be able to hold your stance Mm -hmm. and in as far as um finding time to meditate I read I think it was Deepak Chopra That said the best time to meditate is right when you wake up Mm. to find time, even if you have to set your alarm 20, 30 minutes early, which some of you may be rolling your eyes right now because a lot of people are just not early birds and that is totally fine. But there's something about you just wake up and then he says, so you wake up, you go and do remove your bodily functions and then you go back <laughs> on your bed or your meditation pillow if you happen to have one or a chair, it doesn't matter. But just five minutes, yeah, of being still, yeah. And you can listen to your breath, you can just focus on one object in front of you, samatha meditation, or you can honestly, we li- lately, Ali and I just like to just listen. Mm-hmm. To our surroundings.
1: But Which just five minutes. For yeah. five minutes.
0: We did that right before this actually in our own
1: rooms. Yep. And and that's the thing, is five minutes makes a huge difference. Mm. Just try it, you know, as a fun little experiment for a week, five minutes every morning before you do anything. <gasps> that's a challenge it changes your you life. Let
0: us know if you do this. This magical a challenge. <laughs> this <is a> magical <laughs> challenge. The next Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday, you have to let us know. Yeah, let us this. know how it goes one other thing that I just want to acknowledge. Okay, so let's say you have an office job or you're a mother that has a lot of kids or just even a kid and it's just hard to find time because you're really focused on your family or you're focused on work and you just there's no time in the day and you have friends calling you and you have to help your friend out for an hour you just have no time you feel like your time's always interrupted see if there is a window in there like even if you are at work maybe like 10 minutes or even like we said five minutes during lunch hour to go maybe into a stall or into your car to just be still for a moment just be able to be silent and listen to your breath and you don't have to call Mm -hmm. it meditation you can call it whatever whatever resonates because some people that word is you know a little off-putting yeah
1: absolutely it can can be off-putting I actually remember Um, I did a craniosacral training and she said, just count your fingers and it'll slow you down. Like feel, this is my pointer finger. This Mm. is my middle finger. This is my ring finger. This is my pinky. And you just feel the texture of your fingertips. Focus all your attention on that for like 30 seconds. Mm. Slow down.
0: That is, I'm going to start doing that actually. I like that. And then recognize the texture of my, ooh, Yes. Um, but yeah, I had many moments when I was uh, working the corporate life. I had many moments in the stall where I just needed to mm-hmm. go breathe. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. I really did it. I just really needed a moment. So that's the beautiful thing about bathroom breaks is that you can take that time. So that's my advice to anybody that has a super busy lifestyle. I love that advice. Yeah. All right. All right moving on to August.
1: Rihanna, you want to read that? I would love to know more about where you are in your spiritual journey and who or what has helped you to reach where you are in your spirituality. Hmm. Hmm. I would say that, okay, so there's this book called the Tao and right in the beginning, there's a quote and I don't know if I'm going to do this exactly correctly, Mm -hmm. but it said, um, The master uses everything, all situations as a teacher and a lesson, every single moment. And the master is available to everyone and rejects no one. And so when I speak about my teachers, I've had so many teachers because every single person and situation is, if you decide that it is. And that kind of takes a lot of responsibility on our parts of like, okay. Let me have this self-awareness and look at myself and have compassion for the parts of myself that may not necessarily be healed. I may have acted from, from a wounded place, from my ego. And that's okay. I just have to sit with it and look at it and see if that's something that I can heal, honestly. And so, um, I would say
0: all of it, all of it has been a teacher, but, um, all of it and everyone we meet. But as far as I would love to know more about where you are in your spiritual journey, I wouldn't say that there is an actual level. I'm, I mean, I might not be correct. You know, there could be other levels and dimensions. Of course, there are people that are more spiritually tuned in and there are people that have reached enlightenment, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is the ultimate goal. I want to sit there in samadhi, you know, just being so at bliss, but I'm on my spiritual journey right now. I am a human. Humans, we are upon this earth in this human suit. We all struggle. We all have hard times. I am by no means, like, I know a lot of people ask me a lot and they ask Ali like, how do you stay so positive? How are you so upbeat and so happy all the time? So not true. That's not all the time. We just, we do happen to choose to smile more because that is what makes us feel good but i mean we're not always feeling good there are moments where we, where i just like want to say screw this and you know <laughs> go mm-hmm. cry and curl up in fetal position like <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm so over life right now but so as far as being on spiritual journey we are all on you know, our own path. I don't think that there's any levels. There are just times it's almost like a roller coaster. There are times Mm -hmm. where you're climbing uphill and you can just feel so tapped and tuned in and your highest, It's when you are at your highest self, whether you are reading, I don't think, you know, some people that are so giving and they just feel so naturally like happy and free and just there for the world yet they might not be reading a spiritual text or involved with any religious organization like that doesn't make them any less Mm -hmm. spiritual or and you know they are just at their highest self and they found their ways to be at their highest self but they they it doesn't mean that they are not on their spiritual journey just because they are not affiliated with some sort of organization like it's all different we all have different paths i don't know where i'm at in my spiritual journey because i don't have a map laid out of my entire life that would be really cool and it'd be cool to have some sort of angel come down and be like you are right here on your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. you are at level 35 and like it's like some sort of video game but that is that's amazing (laughs) like mario "Mario? (laughs) yes i want to buy coins Mm -hmm. and i want the big mushroom but no it's it's definitely um I think that uh, we have hills to climb and then we're also sometimes at the peak, sometimes not. But as -hmm. far as being at a certain place on my spiritual journey, I don't know, but I just know that I'm on one. I'm on a human journey. Yeah. In my spirit, in my spirit, because this is our human suit. Mm -hmm. We are definitely spirits having a human experience. We are the universe experiencing itself (laughs) in human form. But Uh
1: speaking to that, I love that you were saying that spirituality doesn't look a certain way you know it's not the yogi wearing a mala bead carrying Mm. the crystals i mean Mm. i totally do that but like (laughs) here's the thing either the universe is in everyone or the universe is in no one Mm -hmm. and so i am just as connected to source and natural intelligence as the pope or as you know (laughs) even even someone that we Mm. label as evil, like even a murderer or a terrorist or whatever, you know, it's kind of at this place where there is no right doing and wrong doing, you know, something happens along the way where we make a choice to live Mm -hmm. from love or Mm -hmm. to live from fear and hatred. And, you Mm -hmm. know, but also seeing that love lives within everyone, it dwells within everyone. Mm -hmm. And I actually remember in terms of where I am, my first yoga class. Mm-hmm. It was at Hot Eight and um in hot LA. Hot yoga in LA. Yep, my sister Shout took out. me, and I mean this is hot yoga. This is 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's no joke. Um, and so I'm on this mat, and I forgot to bring one of those beach towels. So I'm like dripping sweat, like slipping in my own sweat, falling on my oh, face. So frustrated. Swiss. It's like mat to mat to mat, <laughs> and I'm like, is this yoga? <laughs> this oh. is so not what I had in mind. And it's almost like the teacher could, obviously she could probably see what was going on in my head. <sighs> but she said to the class, she's like, I can tell you exactly where you're supposed to be in life and exactly what you're supposed to be doing with your life. And then she got really still. She was like, you're supposed to be right here in this room doing yoga with me. And I know this because you are right now.
0: Chills. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, what is she gonna say? What is it, what does she know? And mm-hmm. what's my future? No. Yeah, no no crystal
1: ball is just right here right now because that's the only thing that we know for sure. And so yeah, you know, there I was sitting in pigeon pose, so frustrated and all of a sudden I kind of just like melted. And wow. I started to focus on my breath and I started to have that amazing yoga high everybody gets. Yeah. And nothing changed. It was still a thousand degrees.
0: I was still on this sweaty mat, <laughs> like <laughs> piled on top of someone else. But it's like the most uh, miserable experience yet at the same time. My relationship to yeah. it changed. And yeah. that's what's
1: important. Like your challenges may not change, but your relationship to them will throughout yes. your spiritual
0: journey. Oh, that is a beautiful story. All right, Hmm. let's move on to this is Colin. Um, How to start your spiritual journey and any book recommendations. Ooh, how to start it. And everybody, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, I have a feeling you probably already started your spiritual journey. Probably. Probably. I do believe that... I mean, we all start in our own ways. You might be getting universal signs from something. Maybe you see a certain number that really resonates with you. And that's like a sign that you're on some sort of path. For example, for me, I see 819 everywhere. And before I even realized like, or before I even really knew knew what a spiritual journey was, I just, I've seen 819 everywhere. And I think that that was the start of it when I started tuning into myself more? and my getting more in tune with my feelings? Um, I was born August 19th, so that's one reason why I see it 19 anywhere, but all over the place. But anyways, maybe you start it because you read a book that inspired you to start it. That is one way to start is to start reading more spiritual books, start going to a yoga class and they usually have some sort of teaching that resonates not always but they might have some sort of teaching in the class some sort of intention that you might set that really resonates Mm -hmm. that those are just two simple ways to start but to be honest you're already on your spiritual journey because you're you you are a spirit Mm but you started when you came out of your mama's womb
1: either the universe lives in everyone or no one and that's that's also the thing There's a lot of teachers out there. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of crystals. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of meditations and incense and ayahuasca and other plant medicines (laughs) and psychedelics and people who say it's good or not good. I mean, there's an overload of spiritual information out there. So I think it's important to note that you are the guru. You get the final Mm -hmm. say because the guru literally means the one who transforms the dark into the light. Yeah, And so it's learning to listen to yourself and cultivate a relationship to yourself. And sometimes you may mess up and that's Mm -hmm. okay because that's just like helping you strengthen that relationship with your intuition. Just like any relationship, there's bumps and bruises, but eventually it becomes more and more intimate and you'll be on good terms with where you are right now.
0: We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues, but seriously guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I... I'm going to be honest right now, I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago, and it put me in a funk for a while, so when a friend recommended Hum to me, I took. I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets, and now... Well, let's just say I run a little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of
1: $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at
0: magic.life, and tell us that you want to submit for the Hum giveaway. Yes, and don't forget about receiving 20% off Hum Nutrition with our promo code MAGIC. And also, any book recommendations? What are What are some of your favorite books? Oh man, okay. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> this could take an entire episode for Allie to talk about all her books, and also me too. I think the most of mm. the most of the books I read are self help or spiritual books. Let's pick like three. Let's pick. Okay, yeah. What are your three favorite spiritual books? Um,
1: for beginners, I would start honestly, with the four agreements, because mm-hmm. it's very short and very clear mm-hmm. and very
0: easy so to put into practice. practice
1: or not easy, but, um, there's a lot of clarity in yeah, that it's book. Pretty practical. Yeah. And then the alchemist always, oh, no matter what level you're oh. on in your path, the alchemist oh. and the way of the peaceful warrior by dan Millman, which i actually just finished yesterday and it's a game changer and i
0: just started the preface (laughs) Yep, (laughs) i can't wait to read it oh my gosh i'm so happy you finished that i can't wait to just dive in well i guess i'll just give three different books then because yeah the alchemist is like top of my mind and then (laughs) the four agreements is a must guys like that is a must and Mm -hmm. i'm sure i haven't read it yet but the peaceful warrior probably wonderful, but I'm going to have to go to Eckhart Tolle first. You must read The Power of Now. And then my favorite, A New Earth, Mm -hmm. both by Eckhart Tolle. And I'm deciding between two Deepak ones, which is either um, You Are the Universe or The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success hmm no, okay. i can which one
1: which i one would do you say you're the universe has a lot of science in it so if you are a scientific person and the spiritual true. stuff is kind of too woo-woo for you go with you are the universe <laughs> pretty, yeah okay but seven spiritual a lot laws of people of success, find it still woo woo but yeah i mean yes and no like it, it definitely has um a scientific backbone to kind of mm-hmm. back up some of the spiritual yeah. stuff but true seven spiritual laws of success.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, I will read that book a thousand times over I again. Know. I have read a few extra times a thousand and two <laughs> <are> great recommendations. <laughs> yes. So let us know if you dive into those books. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Grace Kelly, 91. I would love to hear your guys' stories, how you first got into yoga
1: and mindfulness and then how you met that to be wonderful, she
0: adds at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, how we met... You guys, uh, we actually recorded that, and we're going to have it as our first episode. So if you haven't downloaded our first episode yet, I highly recommend you go check that out because we give you the whole story of how we met, well, in L.A., but we really, like, our relationship really developed in India. In the Himalayan mountains. In the mountains. Himalayan mountains, where we were meditating six to nine hours. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. be sure to uh, hear that story. It's a yeah, good one. It is a, quite a good one. And then... um how did you first get into yoga mindfulness? Well, we actually have, I know some yoga questions coming up in mm-hmm. probably, yeah, in a bit. So we'll get into it then. How's well, that, Grace? Thank you for your question. I would say, I'd be curious to know though, like what your first experience is. Oh, my very first is. experience yeah, in yoga. Yeah. Cause I shared my first. Yeah. So. You know what? That's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do remember my very first experience in yoga and I hated it. I absolutely is like, why do people do this? What am I doing? Why am I just sitting here? I mean, why am I just standing here with my front knee bent? And what does she mean? Like 45 degree angle with my other foot? What are you talking about? Ow, my toes hurt so much. Can we move on from this pose? I feel like I've been standing here in this position for like five minutes and it's not doing anything. That was my entire mind. I was like so annoyed. Definitely. Far from then I was, I called the teacher many different names in my mind. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can and as a teacher, you can always tell when oh people yeah. are cussing you out in their heads. It's oh, so yeah. funny. That is so true. And also as a teacher, though, sometimes they give you the worst looks in the world, but they're not really. It's not always towards you. Yes, a lot of times it is, but it's not always towards you. So, what's so one thing? If you want to be a yoga teacher. Have a good. You need. You definitely need to be strong in your suit because for agreements, nothing yes. is personal. Nothing is personal. There you go. Mm. But yeah, it was at a Yoga Works in Studio City. So the entire time, I was so annoyed and pissed off because I didn't like holding these poses for so long, and I was so used to like being so active. Like, err, I want a great workout, and why am I just, why am I just laying here like? Nobody like. What am I doing? This is this this is, has no purpose to it. I'm not moving a muscle, but then, shavasana happened. Mm-hmm. That entire time, I was so annoyed, and then shavasana happened. And what and, is shavasana
1: for those oh, who don't and know? and
0: shavasana, which is also known as corpse pose. You were lying there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not moving a muscle really. Your palms are face up, and you are just lying on your mat. With your eyes closed, focusing on your breath, the room is silent, the teacher might say a few things, but then you really draw yourself inward because you had just moved your body and had this mindful movement connected to your body, and now you get to tune in and listen to what's really inside, and Shavasana happened. It happened, then she had us come out of it, and I felt like a whole different person. <laughs> and mm. I was like, wow, I feel so good. And so I took to Facebook <laughs> right after that, updated my status, like, oh, I love yoga. See, <laughs> <laughs> so your relationship to it change? <laughs> yes, like I thought the, I hated it the entire time until Shavasana mm. happened. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I see. It's not just about the physical movement when it comes to yoga. Like, I need this high again. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going and I kept like feeling something, something different a lot of the times, but it was helping me feel more connected to a lot of stuff I had resisted and suppressed mm-hmm. and I am so thankful. And so that's why Shavasana is my favorite pose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Out of all the yoga poses. And that's the thing,
1: you know, I mean, uh, it's hard because we get caught up in the poses and like, I want to look like a pretzel and like, why (laughs) can't I touch my toes right now? (laughs) And, you know, just things like that. But really, um, what you're speaking to is that it is a vehicle to bring Mm -hmm. you to the present moment, Mm -hmm. to connect to yourself And that is all like the poses are just to slow down your mind Mm -hmm. so that you can meditate and really feel yourself Mm -hmm. in your heart
0: space and drop the mind. So that's your true inner being right there. Mm -hmm. And it's just the best feeling to be connected to that.
1: Next question. Next question. This is from our great friend, Captain Potter. And it's actually one of my favorite questions that I really had to meditate on. Um, I would be interested in hearing something said about finding yourself versus creating yourself. Hmm. They're one and the same because oftentimes we try to find ourselves as though it's this action, like we're traveling, we're going into nature, we're going to yoga as though you know, finding yourself is something that you will find, but really it's connecting to yourself Mm -hmm. because when you're a kid, it's like you're clay and you're completely unmolded. There's no shape. You're just this pure form. Mm -hmm. But as you've taken your environment around you and you've taken everyone's projections and beliefs and everything, you start to mold Mm -hmm. and you mold into whatever, you know, that environment is. And so... Finding yourself as you connect into your original state, that pure childlike state underneath the identity of like, my name is Ali. I am a girl, like whatever it is, you know, underneath all of that is your purest form. Mm -hmm. It's that silence when you get still and you're just being with the moment and you're being in stillness. And that's really where that feeling of complete empowerment and connection mm. comes from. yes, And that's where you can really create whatever it is you want, because it's about unmolding mm-hmm. the limitations that we have taken in as we grow up, because there are no limitations into Mm-mm. what you can create. Truly there are no limitations. Mm-mm. And so the more that we connect back to that original Power that original feeling of love and belonging and connection and ultimately purity, but not in the sense that our culture thinks of it, then it's like reset. Yeah. Life's a blank canvas. Grab your paintbrush and make the most beautiful, big masterpiece possible. Your own Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your magic. That is your own
0: magic. And then second part of this well i want to add to that a second because that's uh-huh. what do you think because uh, i feel like some people are going to ask well then how do i let go mm-hmm. of these social norms and so like these uh, what people have instilled in my mind yeah. from what how do i let go of thinking that beyond that that there is more to life than what has been instilled in my mind Mm -hmm. than what social has made me think is true and it's not like how do I let go so I can be in my purest form yes okay that
1: comes from zooming out Mm -hmm. that comes from a much bigger awareness Mm. and from questioning yourself and questioning your own beliefs like in terms of anything relationships your job just asking like okay this is my belief you know mm-hmm. why do I believe this where did this originally come from does this still resonate and zooming out and like really being brave enough to look at you know is this truth does this resonate in my heart or is this just a secure belief that has kept me safe but perhaps yeah. kept me small
0: yes and so it kept me safe it kept me small mm -hmm. so i couldn't move forward yeah and really live my truth and speak my truth
1: yeah so in terms of how to practically apply that same answer
0: yeah ask ask yep i that's what i've been doing is i've just i've been asking will you please remove the layer that is not serving me Mm -hmm. that is just something that i had actually created based off of others which is not true Mm -hmm. and then that has allowed me to create the person that i want to be and live my purpose Mm -hmm. so you took off those layers Mm -hmm. well and Mm -hmm. taking off still Mm it takes time it's not it is not something that happens overnight But you see new things being addressed and coming up and arising. Mm -hmm. It might happen internally, it might happen externally. But if you just listen and ask, help me remove this negative energy Mm -hmm. that is no longer serving me.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. surrendering, being willing to surrender your beliefs and your mind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's where it is. Um, Oh, and then... Captain Potter asked as well, meditating on pain, insecurity, and anger in your life, tracing these pains back to their roots and getting over them. This is interesting because I just dealt with this the other day, Mm -hmm. um, where I was feeling all of those things. I experienced pain and insecurity and anger and and it was something that I hadn't really experienced in a while. Mm Mm-hmm
0: and especially anger. I never see you angry. Yeah. It's pretty it rare. Was ver- it was, ver- yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to let her have this moment. Yeah.
1: Because usually things are flowing, mm-hmm. but if everything's, you know, going my way in a sense, where's the growth in that? Where's the growth? There's no You need d- contrast. Mm-hmm. The contrast is really what sculpts who we are. So, yeah. um, answering the question, I, First, I had to process it because Mm. if you're angry and feeling that insecurity and everything, it takes over you. It's like this dominating force. And so you have to find a way to settle and exert that energy, whether it's running or just moving somehow, I find. Um, Because energetically, anger is... You'll feel it in your chest and Mm -hmm. in your arms. So in kundalini, they make you move your arms a lot to release that anger. Mm. Um, But then when I was ready to settle... I asked myself, "Okay, what is my judgment? And it was a judgment of unworthiness. And then I got really still. And I asked, when was the first time that I felt unworthy? Because I was not born into this world feeling that way. When was the first time that I experienced unworthiness? And maybe a specific memory will come up for you. It did for me. I think I was like five years old and it was in school and it was just something that a kid had said to me that just kind of, it made me close off immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like little things like that, that mm-hmm. we think are very small and simple. No, it's those wounds that become our insecurities as adults. Oh, they stay with you. They stay with you. And, you know, because of that, I'll carry that trauma in my body. Yeah and then feel that unworthiness. And so I may be scrolling through Instagram and I may get triggered, but it's like, it's not whatever I was looking at on my phone. No. It's like, if there's no enemy within you, then the enemy without can't affect you. That's one of my favorite mm, quotes. I like that quote. So I would say getting still, asking yourself, when did I first experience this? And then it's going into that place of knowing I was not born into this world feeling this way Mm -hmm. and my soul has intrinsic value Mm -hmm. connecting to your value because you have so much an infinite amount of strength and knowing that it cannot be taken or given by anyone else so you can chase it anywhere but it's right here and it's in you and
0: as far as the insecurity or the pain or the anger it must be released Mm -hmm. it must be recognized accepted and let go of i think that a lot of us i know me personally i can so easily suppress something in an instant and it's actually a habit that i still have if i am triggered in some way with some insecurity that I have been carrying with me since my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it actually, because I grew up as like a little toddler tiara, you know, beauty pageant girl, and a lot of my old memories stem, like negative energy memories stem from that time. And, um, but until I was able to release a lot of that, I'm still holding on to it. And it's still, is just simmering inside and then there will be moments where i'll just erupt for example you know, scrolling through Instagram and getting triggered in that way. In, I'm sure a lot of people experience the same thing. But it's really, like you said, going back to the root mm-hmm. of the cause, the recognizing it, accepting it. Because that's a that's a part of the human experience. We're not perfect. It's okay that we have had these horrible traumatic experiences. Because otherwise, where's the growth in life? Yeah, we all had childhood. We all had <laughs> we all had childhood. We all had childhood, and. And we all did not have, nobody lived the most peaceful childhood that I know of. And who would want to? You want to have, you know, some sort of traumatic experience. I know it sounds horrible, but in order for you to be more of a grown human being, you know, and actually be able to live and help others and speak to others and learn where else is the growth. So what I'm trying to say, though, is that recognize it accepting that that's a part of my past but you need to release it by voicing it by shouting out like you said maybe feeling it in your arms having that kundalini experience and let and that's how that's the only way to let it go Mm -hmm. is to recognize it to come back to it and release it yeah and And
1: voicing it truly is powerful. But I think Mm -hmm. you also just touched on a point that is very common in the spiritual community to... Bypass and Mm. skip straight to gratitude. Like, Mm. oh, I don't have a right to feel this way because my life is very blessed and I'm very great. And it's like, yeah, but are you genuinely feeling that way? No, like you're pissed right now. You're feeling really tapped out and insecure.
0: So feel that way. Feel it.
1: Because it has to come up to come Mm -hmm. out and you got to let it.
0: Otherwise, you're just going to be in alignment with, uh, you think that you're in, in alignment with this positive feeling and thought because you are doing your best to shift your mindset and to shift your feelings but really you know deep down where you're what you're really feeling so Mm -hmm. whatever you are really feeling like feel it otherwise you can't get into alignment with that positive self
1: (laughs) yeah because you can have your ideal life you can reach every level of success that you've Mm -hmm. ever dreamed of you can live in paradise yeah you're still gonna have a human experience there's still gonna be challenges there's still gonna be problems And it's like, you can genuinely get to gratitude. You can genuinely get to the light if you walk through the dark and transform that first. And I think the universe is both dark and light. And so we must embody both and we must embody that contrast and truly love all parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's, that's the transition from duality to oneness. Yeah. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with
0: your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at life, and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at L.
1: Don't forget the random L at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Raquel mantra. Thank you. And have a magical day.